Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Everybody, welcome, welcome, welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. This is Talk Radio to Thrive by. Wow, we have got, oh my goodness, a powerhouse. Two hours of incredible talk radio for you today. Already did an hour earlier this morning with one of our hosts on Transformation Talk Radio, CJ Lou. Fired up with CJ. And so she's got the whole pace of what we're about to do, uh, ready to go here today. I'm so thrilled. Uh, but first let me introduce you to the team. Got to be talking about the team here because, you know, this is not a one woman show. It takes a village to put on the Dr. Pat show, actually. And I want to say, Mr. Benny, I see you got your cougar shirt on. Tell me there's a game or something. No. They actually won last night. They're moving on and, uh, through the NIT tournament. So oh. uh, congratulations to my cougs. Mm. How does a cougar sound? <laughs> if I had my growl ready, I would. Okay. I don't. Uh, and Ms. Valerie? Hanging out over there, she's saying, go Texas, go Texas, go Texas. I don't even know. Is Texas, like, even involved? Uh, which Texas? Because there's a whole bunch I don't of think, I don't teams think she, in Texas. I don't think she like Harris, does she? She's yeah, like, no. <laughs> you know, she's like, Texas, the big T, right, Valerie? The big T. See, she, that's what she just mm-hmm. said. Well, here's your cougar for you, so. I love that. Yeah. That's good. That's almost like adaptogen. Very good. <laughs> Almost, but not quite. Almost, not quite. Great show. Eldon Taylor, best-selling author, joining us here today. Oh, my gosh. I got his book. You see this? I put it on camera, too. Hmm. This is a very challenging book, by the way. What if the challenge of self-realization... Got that? I got it. What if... You know the question we ask on this show, don't you? Lots. But the big one. What would you do if you knew it could not fail? Okay, everybody hates when I say the word fail, but Eldon will school me in this today. He's joining me here. Wow, I love Eldon Taylor, everybody. Uh, this is You're going to get to have just experience a really, really cool conversation, and I'm hoping that he's going to do most of the talking because I just want to sit here and listen to him. He is the author of the New York Times bestselling book, Choices and Illusions, and his latest book, Mind Programming, From Persuasion and Brainwashing to Self-Help and Practical Metaphysics. He has been... Excuse me. He has been researching the power of the mind. Think about this. What a cool job. Researching the power of the mind for 25 years. He is somebody that knows a lot about this topic. Uh, but, you know, uh, we're going to talk about what it means to have these inner beliefs and much more. He is a president and director of Progressive Awareness Research. He has developed and patented the inner talk technology. I got this. Do you see this now? Look at Inner talk. That's pretty cool. Did I say that without my New York accent? Inner talk. Did I do that well? Um, And he has been uh, demonstrating the power of what he has found, what he has discovered all over the world. His radio show is a phenomenal hit. Of course, he's on Hay House Radio. Uh, and uh, he has one of the most listened to two talk radio shows around. He's joining us here today because we have got a lot to talk about. What if the challenge of self-realization... What if we're going to find out what this means and how many times we ask ourselves the question, what if? Eldon, thank you so much for joining us here today. Welcome to the show. 
Indeed, it's my pleasure. Thank you. And I'm with Benny. Go Cougars. Yeah! <laughs> my boy! I mean, I'm coming to you from Spokane, Washington. Believe me, we are Cougar fans. I'm right out there. My man. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing Sorry about like that, Texas. That's right. Yeah. yeah. So, Eldon, the question is, what if? <laughs> yeah. What if the Cougars go to? What if? Well, may they'll I... go all the way. Yeah. You know, they'll go. Then, what if will be a great party? That's yeah. right. <laughs> You'll have to come off the. The West Coast and come over here. Yeah, and unfortunately, some of the team players have already partied a little bit sooner than expected, which is kind of a hurting them. But, however, they're still rocking. And may I remind you, Pat, this is a different tournament. This isn't the March Madness tournament. This is the NIT tournament because they didn't make the March Madness tournaments. But regardless, they're going to hopefully take it down. And so it's still a tournament. Yeah. And, you know, it's still game time. Y- you Exactly. And you got to suit up for game time. Suit up. You got to be ready for game time. Game time, baby. Because if you're not ready for game time, when the answer to the question, what if comes to you, what's going to happen? What is going to happen? If you, the answer to the question, what if comes to you and you're not ready, Eldon, this is your first question. Okay. What happens? Well, the bottom line is you disappoint yourself. You disappoint the team that you play with. Uh, you fail. Mm-hmm. Uh, and many people... The relevance of that question, many people go through life uh, ill-prepared to answer the real test that all of us see. You know, the reason I wrote the book, What If? The Challenge of Self-Realization, was to simply, um, you know, advance this entire work that I've done for the last quarter century, having to do with how the mind works. You know, in Choices and Illusions, I try to show everybody that uh, for the most part, we don't make our own choices. We choose between alternatives that we've been predisposed to accept as all there is, the ABC, when indeed there's an entire alphabet. And in that process, what we find is that our thinking has been narrowed to a point that instead of thinking out of the box, as so many people try to tell us to do, the only thing we can do is what I call soundbite reason. So we we grab this information that we've taken maybe from the media or from our peers or our school teachers, and that becomes our basis for all of our logic, all of our reason, and, and therefore all of our choices. Most of that information fails to service, and a good deal of it is just, simply false to fact. In mind programming, I attempted to go the next step, and and I believe successfully, as so do the readers, uh, to show you exactly how uh, this kind of manipulation takes place, both from a standpoint of the organic side of it and from the, this is intentional, or we want to do it to you, we want to own your thoughts. Indeed, as a result of that book, my favorite question became, what what was your last original thought, truly mm-hmm. original thought? Well, you, you can pursue that, and where some people have said, what if is a little bit of a breakaway from, from what I have done up to now, I, I don't see it that way. What if is an in-your-face examination of what you believe? And the bottom line to me is this. This is all about spiritual awakening. We, we are very dissonant in many, many things, in many, many regards. 
And in that sense, we hold opposing views, mutually exclusive views, and we fail to recognize that they are mutually exclusive. So we conduct ourselves in a different way in different arenas. I think all of us identify with the fact that, you know, I'll just use myself. I have horses and a bit of a mini ranch over here in Spokane, and, and if I put my boots and hat on and hook the horse trailer on, my behavior is entirely different than if I put a three-piece suit on mm. and walk into a lecture hall in a university. I so get that. I totally get that, because that's what happens when I get on my Harley. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. That's you know, it's right. a horse of a different kind, isn't it? But the same idea. It is. My brother would say, go, Dr. Pat, because that's what he is. He's a big Harley rider. But So I, I think we all relate to the idea that we can change our dress, and it, it definitely influences our demeanor. We don't consciously push a switch and say, okay, now I'm Harley time, or okay, now I'm cowboy time. It just accompanies um, our attitudes, our beliefs, our mindset. Or that automatic scripting, and that's the most important part, that automatic scripting, expectation that comes from our adaptive unconscious when we thereby change our, our roles. Well, we change roles every day in just our head. We look at politics, and in the arena of politics, we have a mental persuasion. And I have known some very spiritual people that, for all intent and purposes, uh, are of the Mother Teresa type in the church. But when you take them and you place them in a conversation having to do with politics, they're suddenly aggressive and nasty and anything. It's just an entirely different person. All of these different roles that we deal with every day, what's going on in the world today from Japan and Libya to what's going on in our hometown, uh, the Cougars in Texas, they seem to give rise to a different way of handling the information. And as such, a different personality emerges. Well, from a spiritual standpoint, if an individual is going to claim that they're waking up, that their life is mm-hmm. indeed unfolding like the lotus blossom petals, then being aware and awake to all of these different roles that they're assuming each day is incumbent upon opening those, um, well, I should say that differently, opening those lotus blossoms is incumbent upon being aware of that. And what I wanted to do in the book, What If, was to literally expose and, and, and just some in-your-face mm-hmm. thought examples, thought experiments, that would show anyone coming into this book mm. that we're not immune to having these kinds of, of uh, fractures in our own psychology and, and at the same time carry on as though we're, we're on our path, we're, we're enlightened, uh, we're doing the spiritually right thing. I know. I love this conversation. Eldon Taylor, everyone. We actually have five copies of his book. When we come back, we're going to talk with Eldon about some of these things that do show up in our lives. He has a chapter, there's many chapters in the book that I love, but I want to talk with you, Eldon, when we come back about the Lucifer effect. Uh, you know, I was, uh, compl- first of all, 
the chapter title got my attention or the, you know, immediately. And, and I, and, and it's interesting how I was drawn to it. Uh, but what I've discovered about it is something that's so important right now. And you and I, before the break, we were talking about, you know, I was telling you about watching American Idol and so forth. There isn't much television that I do watch. Uh, but when you go on to talk about this effect, I don't even think we understand the magnitude of what you described. And I'd love to talk to you about that when we come back. And by the way, for everybody out there, we have five copies of What If to give away today. We'll tell you when we come back how you can get your copy. You're listening to the Dr. Pat Show. This is Talk Radio to Thrive by Eldon Taylor, best-selling author, amazing individual. Uh, joining me here today, we'll be right back. What if your best friend could take a peek into the future? Psychic, author, and cosmic coach Dougal Fraser is that friend. He's the queer guy with a third eye. From gossip to gurus, meditation to martinis, The Dougal Fraser Show is a call-in advice show that provides insights and information on creating your best life. Every Tuesday at 10, he'll take calls and talk about love, money, sex, pop culture, and give free advice. No topic is off-limits. It's The Dougal Fraser Show. Hi, I'm Paul Bland. Did you know there is only one truly perfect food protein produced by nature? It can bring dramatic results to your health, your appearance, and overall performance. Introducing Action Way. No other protein supplement on the market has been able to achieve the incredible health benefits of Action Way while still achieving a taste that is better than a malt shop shake. Action Way for the way nature intended. Visit seaandearth.com. That's S-E-A and earth.com for more information. Our work is to help our students become aware of who they actually are. Whether you are just exploring the idea of teaching yoga or a seasoned teacher who needs to keep up your skills or someone who wants to deepen your practice, our programs are created with you in mind and are approved by Yoga Alliance and licensed by the state of Washington. We offer three levels of training so you can progress at the pace that respects your lifestyle and resources. For more information, go to yogatrainingseattle.com. That's yogatrainingseattle.com. Hi, Katya here from Urban Wellness, your local herb shop, with your herbal tip of the week. Essential oils. The pure steam distilled oils from aromatic plants, these concentrates can have therapeutic effects simply by inhaling. They can affect our mood, think the heady floral scent of jasmine, as well as being directly antimicrobial and immune boosting, think oregano, thyme, and clove. Thanks for tuning in to my herbal tip of the week. Come see us at 103 Lake Street South in Kirkland, Washington, or online at urbanwellness.net. Are you waiting for a miracle to turn your life around? Look no further. Join Candace McLean, clinical hypnotherapist, speaker, writer, and host of Everyday Miracles, opening your mind to unlimited possibilities. Hear inspirational, compelling stories from leading transformers who've overcome the odds, broken down barricades, and shifted their beliefs, emerging stronger than ever. Let their journeys motivate you and see your life open up in a whole new way. Candace offers a fresh blend of insight, powerful strategies to change your deeply rooted beliefs, and plenty of laughter along the way. Come share in the journey. Tune in Thursdays at 2 p.m. Pacific and 5 p.m. Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com for Everyday Miracles, where a new path full of miracles is just waiting to be discovered. Everyday Miracles, opening your mind to unlimited possibilities.
sit. What if I? What if we, Benny? What if all of us? What if? That's the book, everybody. I got five copies of this to give away. I'm going to tell you how to do it in a minute. New York Times, best-selling author, Eldon Taylor. But you know what? He's actually more than that. You know, this is um, Eldon is somebody that has dedicated his life to helping all of us understand the power that we do have within. And, you know, uh, and one of the things I love, I have the uh, Intertalk magazine here in front of me. You see that, Benny? Look at that. Is that your brain right there? Show our viewers, too. All right, hold on. Not just listeners. We have viewers, too. All right, hold on. Hang. Am I on the camera? You're on the camera. Okay, so now i got to get my nails done. All right, I'm on the camera. There we go. Um, But what this is is, you know, I I just want to read this, and then we're going to get to the Lucifer effect. Uh, Inner talk. Explore the unlimited power within. Okay, here we go. The universe begins in the mind. Everything begins as an idea. If you don't believe it's possible, it will never be. i got to say that again. I, I just have to say that again. The universe begins in the mind. Everything begins as an idea. If you don't believe it's possible, it will never be. Eldon, uh, thank you for joining me here today. The reason I wanted to read that is because I had a little temper tantrum about six months ago on air. And and, and it wasn't really, you know, anything to get concerned about. But I had so gotten tired of the, the term economic downturn. And, uh, and actually it was, uh, actually about a year ago. It was. And I, I just, I just came on air and I said, you know what? We're going to replace this with everything is upturn, Ep- economic upturn, uh, relationship upturn. And, you know, this is, uh, this was really important to me. But what I realized is the thing that you talk about in the chapter on the Lucifer effect. And that is we are so bombarded with the downturning of things. And it is really hard to find the upturning of things. Would you talk with us a minute about what you call in the book the Lucifer effect? Yeah, I, I will. And, and indeed, you know, what the Lucifer effect is a term that Philip Zimbardo, um, past president of the American Psychological Association and the researcher who, for all intent and purposes, uh, is the go-to guy on... Um, what happens in prison systems. He is the man that did the Stanford prison experiment that we'll talk about. But the Lucifer effect is essentially, when we look at the human condition, we don't find what we expect to find. There is this higher sense of humanness that, uh, you know, we would all like to believe that we are core to our core, and given a set of circumstances where it was called upon, uh, we would manifest that. Mm-hmm. But the research shows differently. Let's run through some of this. Uh, most people are familiar with Lord of the Flies. Great book. What, what does this book do? What it essentially does is show us what <clears throat> in behavioral science we call social identity theory. What's social identity theory? Well, the research shows us clearly, <clears throat> and, and in real life we see all the time, in groups and out groups. And the in-groups alienate the out-groups. Indeed, if we think of wars, what we try to do is make the opposition less than human. You know, recently on my website, or excuse me, on my Facebook page, I made a comment about Bill Maher's uh, reference to uh, Sarah Palin as a, forgive me, I found that totally unacceptable. Now, I'm not a Sarah Palin fan, 
So I'm not defending Sarah Palin. Please, let's get that out here right now. But when the nature of our our civil discourse is such that we we reduce it to vulgarisms, to uh, to discriminatory remarks. I mean, that's a remark made against all women. Yeah, it is. Uh, we, we, you know, we need to we need to say something about it. We need to do something about it. But the vast majority of people confuse responding to that with taking a political position. And, you know, unfortunately, many will reason according to the jokes that have been made about a person. So the, probably the most commonly held view of Sarah Palin is that she can see Russia from her kitchen. She never said any, you know, she didn't say that. But that's the view people have. And again, I'm not defending Sarah Palin, but in this context. So what, what happens, according to social identity theory, is that there is us and there is them. Now, if if we have a political view, and everybody does today, or we have a view about economics, uh, as you mentioned, uh, Dr. Pat, what we do is we take those sound bites and we begin to perpetuate them by stating them over and over again. They become our logic. They become what we talk about at the water cooler at work, what we talk about with our friends and relatives. They become the points of, our knowledge. It's not knowledge at all. It has an agenda underlying it. But let's continue. Let's, let's look at this effect, because what we're trying to do here is look at the quality of humanness. The next aspect of, of, of the Lucifer effect is to look at how we behave when we have power. What we see is, given power, there is an absolute corruption. Indeed, the Stanford prison experiment showed us that all we could, had to do was take students, uh-huh. all of them attended, you know, the same school, Stanford, half of them by lottery we would call prison guards, and half of them we would call inmates. Right. And we saw a complete breakdown in their normal relationship. Indeed, what happened was those pretending to be guards took on that role. They indeed, like changing your clothes as we were talking earlier, putting on that leather jacket and those boots and gripping down those bars on the on the Harley, <laughs> everything changed, you see. So uh, what happens then is when we give this power to someone, the power itself seems to be a role that we assume that blinds us to, uh, you know, proper conduct. The nature of our obedience to authority has been demonstrated over and over again. Psychologist Stanley Milgram, back in 1963, I believe it was, but it was the early 60s, everybody knows about this research, uh, had students electrocuting subjects. Now, they weren't really electrocuting them, but they didn't know that. They were delivering lethal amounts of electricity to subjects on the... Uh, assumption that this was how they would educate them, how they would teach them to remember better. Uh, and even when they, even when the uh, student that was delivering the shock would object, when Milgram or one of his people in authority said, "Do what I told you to do," they would do it. Well, today, you know, back in the '60s, we didn't have things like functional magnetic resonance imaging. Today, we utilize these technologies. And, and we watch the brain live, real time, 
And we see that in the presence of an authority, it could be your clergyman, it could be your doctor, it could be your, your local uh, teacher, uh, professor in college, in the absence or in the presence of an authority, the area of the brain that is in charge of, or I should say areas, in charge of discrimination, uh, the prefrontal anterior and anterior cingulate cortices, actually shut down. They, they, they stop functioning. So in other words, our discriminatory power in the presence of an authority simply ceases to exist. We have to re-invoke it. We have to, you and I, we visit our physician, we have to remind ourselves, hold it now, mm -hmm. I am inclined to turn off my discrimination and take everything they say as law. And we don't want to do that. Right. We, we want to, to, to look at it and question it all. We lie to ourselves over and over. That's what we call this cognitive dissonance. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, our capacity for cruelty. The Genovese effect is, is one example that just, you know, terrifies me that exists in all human beings. But this is, this is essentially, it comes from a young woman by that name. Right. Who, who was stabbed multiple times, killed on, on the steps. To her apartment house while onlookers uh, heard her screaming. Yeah. Um, it was a horrible crime took place in New York City, yeah. uh, and, and no one responded. No one got involved. Well, you know, we think, well, that's isolated, but it really isn't. It almost happens every day in this last, you know, last six months, last year, I guess, anyway, there was the pedestrian 70-year-old uh, man that was hit by an automobile in the streets of New York, and people walked by and cars swerved around him, and he laid there for over an hour, according to the video cameras, and nobody did anything until a cop came along. There was the uh, the Good Samaritan who attempted to stop a uh, armed robbery, and uh, only to have the robber turn the knife on him and stab him. The victim, a, a young woman, ran away. Then the robber ran away. So now we have the Good Samaritan laying on the sidewalk in a puddle of blood, and cameras, street cameras, actually catch people walking by him, taking out their cell phones, and video, uh, you know, taking video movies of him, and then walking on by, leaving him on the sidewalk. We have the rape case in California where the girl, you know, comes out of her, her prom, uh, trying to meet up with her father, gets caught in a parking lot, Dozens of witnesses, and some of the passerbys even join in in this game. This is a capacity. These capacities exist mm. within every human being. This the is... worst thing a human being can do, and I'm sorry, Dr. Pat, but the worst thing a human being can do is say, not me. All right. That's what I was just going to say. I mean, this is such an important conversation. I want to continue this when we come back. You know, I got to, I, I got, uh, Eldon to see firsthand how this even manifests in the workplace because, you know, I was part of the pre-divestiture and post-divestiture AT&T team and people that were sitting in offices together, playing baseball together, having dinner together, the minute that divestiture happened, they were on different sides of the coin. And you could see the anger, the fierceness. One guy almost threw the other guy's stuff over a guardrail. I mean, this is so amazing. When we come back, Eldon Taylor, we're going to give away five copies of the book. When we come back, we're going to talk about the dream within the dream. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. 
Isn't it time that you powerfully aligned with your soul's purpose and activated your divine gifts and talents so that you can thrive in the new paradigm? Tune into Soul Purpose Central with internationally acclaimed radio host Jennifer Longmore, North America's soul purpose expert. You've been divinely guided here because something deep within your diamond light longs to be activated so that you can joyously evolve through your ascension journey. After 20,000 soul purpose and healing sessions, Jennifer now joyfully shares with you her profound wisdom and experience in the Akashic Records, multidimensional healing, and all that is relevant to your creation story as a unique spark of divine light love. Join us each Tuesday at 1 Pacific and 4 Eastern Time for Soul Purpose Central on TransformationTalkRadio.com for your connection to the wisdom of the collective Akasha and selected experts who can align you to all things soul purpose. Prepare to be activated, aligned, and accelerated on your ascension path. Are you tired of using skincare products full of unpronounceable chemicals? Eat ramen by candlelight to support your expensive candle burning habits? Well, come on down to Scenic Supplies. We have everything you need to make your own soap, candles, creams, and much more. We're open from 10 to 6, 7 days a week. Come explore our store at the corner of 63rd and Roosevelt, just north of the U District in Seattle. Call us at 206-525-7997. Find recipes and more at zenithsupplies.com. Meet Kevin. I was 60 pounds heavier than I am now. I was at 35% body fat. I was depressed. I was miserable. Then Kevin consulted Seattle nutritionist Bev Kinblade, who made some adjustments in his diet. It wasn't some fad diet. It was solid nutrition. My metabolism improved drastically. My energy shot up. My self-confidence, self-esteem. It was life-changing. Find out about a free 30-minute nutrition appointment with Bev Kinblade at seattlenutrition.com. Seattle Nutrition. There are 86,400 precious seconds in a day. How are you spending yours? Celebrating a decade of teaching bioenergy medicine, Earthwalk Institute of Healing Arts in Bellevue, Washington, offers fascinating, life-changing programs. Delve into the theory and practice of bioenergy healing, a profound complementary medicine in integrating ancient wisdom and modern science. Study energy Chakras, biofields, high sense perception, vibrational medicine, essential oils, and more. Each moment counts on your Earthwalk. Is it your time to thrive as a healer? Please visit earthwalkschool.com or 425-289-0152. That's earthwalkschool.com or 425-289-0152. Welcome back to the Dr. Fat Show. I just had a visualization with Eldon Taylor, but let me start out by saying we have five copies of his books to give away. We've got five copies of the book, What If? This is a book for those of you out there, and I want to say this, if you're ready to make some changes and live the life you truly desire, this is the book for you. So if you are in a place where you want this for yourself or you 
maybe you want it for your kids or somebody, we want to make sure we give you five copies of it. Easy to do today. Thanks to Eldon Taylor and our friends, of course, our friends, been our friends since the, the first uh, day we did the show. Uh, our friends at Hay House, all of the folks out there, Louise Hay and company. Give us a shout at our toll-free number, 1-800-930-2819. 1-800-930-2819. Valerie is, uh, yep, there she is. I believe she's ready. Fire. Eldon, thank you so much. Before we go on, I would love for you to give people some information about how they can find out more about you, your radio show, about Inner Talk, uh, all of it. Oh, well, that's simple. The The best way is just go to my website, uh, eldontaylor.com, E-L-D-O-N-T-A-Y-L-O-R.com. Uh, there are links there to our InterTalk uh, programs as well as the Provocative Enlightenment radio show. But you, you can get to my blog and, well, you can get to everything I do except the Huffington Post from there. <laughs> you have to go to the Huffington Post directly for, for my blog there. All right. Okay. So one of the chapters in the book, and honestly, for everybody out there, you're going to have to get yourself a copy of the book because we're not going to even be able to scratch the surface on the body of work that Eldon Taylor has made, his life's mission. Um, but this book, for sure, really raises some questions. It gives us a lot to think about. I, I wanted to talk about the dream within the dream for a minute. Um, and, and then also, you know, the following chapter, which talks about a rich inner life. Someone said to me the other day, um, Eldon, that we have given daydreaming a bad rap. Then what they were saying to me was that, and they actually asked me a question. They said, do you think the dream is dead? Do you think that we have been so influenced that, you know, the dream uh, has faded away, that people are so immersed in, quote, reality, that the idea of dreaming has become passe, so I wanted to ask you about this in the context of your work and certainly in the context of what you've written in this book. You know, I think the answer to that is, is yes. Uh, unfortunately, the answer is yes. I, there's a great emphasis. Well, and, and let me back up. Maybe I should qualify that yes, equivocate some and say, on a generational basis, yes. There is a great movement of young, among young people today towards what we just call scientism. Mm. It is uh, the notion that for all intent and purposes, there is no such thing as magic in the world. Uh, there is no need to even have terms like metaphysics or to think of metaphysical realities. Everything can be explained. Uh, everything is just a matter of uh, science. It's a kind of reductionistic materialism that argues the universe is here as a result of uh, the randomness, the nature of the universe. Uh, human beings, uh, for all intent and purposes, are uh, higher vertebrae animals that uh, there is no afterlife for. Uh, indeed, evidence suggests that uh, the operation of the human being, for all intent and purposes, originates from areas of the unconscious, and as such, this adaptive unconscious is telling the conscious what to do. And so all these notions or ideas about free will, they're an illusion. Given that we had enough information, uh, we could put this in a computer and show you that everything is essentially predetermined. Now, believe it or not, and for me I find that difficult to believe that there are a good deal of extremely brilliant people that subscribe 
subscribe to this, but there are. Uh, Richard Dawkins, author of The God Illusion, Delusion, mm. uh, mm-hmm. is quoted as pointing out that, you know, the vast majority of scientists deny uh, the existence of a god. Uh, the Royal Academy, nine, over 90% of the scientists there are agnostic or atheist, uh, do not believe in an afterlife. Uh, you know, they subscribe to this, this idea that I just shared with you. And young people are taking that and they're taking the work of people like Nietzsche, Nietzsche and uh, Ayn Rand, and they're running with it. And so dreaming, <clears throat> well, that, that becomes an artifact of, uh, of an, an, an ancient, if you will, uh, uh, not a prehistoric, but definitely an older generation way of doing things. Daydreaming, you know, that's imagination. And, and imagination is fantasy. And, and fantasy may be entertaining, uh, but fantasy has no place in the real world. Mm. Now, we can just jump back, Dr. Pat, uh, you know, 50 years, uh, 60 years, and look at the work of someone like Albert Einstein, who would say things like, God doesn't throw dice, I don't want to know, uh, uh, above all else, I want to know God's thoughts, all else are details. Uh, who, who, in his own story, explained to us that by imagining he was a beam of light traveling into space in a daydream-like uh, event, he saw the curvature of space-time and came back, and it took him 20 years to get the mathematics and the rest of it all together into what we now know as Einsteinian theory, okay? Yeah. So from history, from the, the great men uh, of mathematics and science, the Rene Descartes, uh, the Albert Einsteins, as I say, the, the, uh, the Pages, and so forth, we have this tradition of, of utilizing imagination as a part of our creative conduit to accessing higher levels of, of, of information. But today that's reduced to, well, it's all imagination, it, it has no value, um, et cetera, and so forth. So I would concur with uh, whoever said that to you. However, I hope also implicit in my response is the observation that that is an error. I believe that that is a huge error. Mm. Um, research also clearly shows us, and they tend to look away from this, that Synchronistic events take place around the world all the time. There is such a thing as synchronicity. There, there are great virtues to imagination. Most paradigm shifts, indeed, I would say all, but I, I probably am not aware of something, but everyone I am aware of, paradigm shifts, complete changes in the way we see the, the world from the, the Newtonian to the quantum, if you will, that's what I mean by a paradigm shift. Kuhn's idea of a paradigm shift, they all have come about as a result of imagination, the, the mind doing, if you will, thought experiments, and doing these thought experiments while allowing imagination, allowing daydream, allowing fantasy to do its work. You know, Kurt Vonnegut said, 
we are what we pretend to be, so we must be careful about what we pretend. And every day we see people pretending. Now, they can pretend to be the materialistic, reductionistic, you know, <clears throat> mathematician in their uh, courtyard. Uh-huh. But all that in the end is going to bring them is exactly what it brought Sigmund Freud. And in his words, what it brought him was pain. Freud was a a devout atheist, an atheist to the end. He wrote, uh, uh, he he essentially said religion is a sugar-coated neurotic crutch. He died Mm -hmm. a very painful, very slow death. Mm. death. He died it nearly alone. He'd lost all his friends and family. And in his words, that was the real pain Mm. of his lifetime. Oh, my gosh. You know, I mean, this is, uh, first of all, thank you so much for being on the show. We're going to come back from break, and here's what we're going to explore. Uh, you know, the book, of course, is What If, and I think all of them are gone uh, pretty much. That didn't take very long at all. But we're going to talk with El- Eldon Taylor about this. What if, what if, how does this show us how to bring conscious awareness to our thoughts and profound change to our lives? Every day of it. Stay tuned. Heldon Taylor, this is a big one. We'll be right back. Do you dream of being on The Amazing Race? Well, here's your chance. Grab a friend and prepare for an exhilarating race around the city when City Solve Urban Race comes to your city. Teams of two will solve clues and face fun challenges while racing around the city. The winning team gets $300 and a chance to be in the Las Vegas Championship race to compete for a grand prize of $5,000. Not only will you have a ton of fun, you'll also be helping a good cause. A portion of the proceeds will benefit a local charity. To start racing, go to City solveurbanrace.com Are you ready for a joyful and successful realty experience? Today's real estate market is challenging, complex, and constantly changing and is one of the best times in years to buy or sell a home. But you'll need to find the right person to help you on your journey. One who understands the opportunities and will make this the best experience of your life. Kathy Staub is just that person, an experienced real estate agent who knows the pitfalls, can spot the red flags, and guide you to a successful, positive purchase or sale. Kathy Staub can spot the real deals, saving you time chasing a listing only to find it's not available. Known as the positive real estate agent, Kathy will make your next sale or purchase easy, fun, and successful. Start this journey with positive energy. Call Kathy at 206-276-1070. That's 206-276-1070. Or visit PositivePathHome.com. PositivePathHome.com for the most positive realty experience of your life. Hi, Katya here from Urban Wellness, your local herb shop, with your herbal tip of the week. Slippery elm and marshmallow root, some simple effective help for acid reflux or inflammation anywhere in the gastrointestinal tract. Slippery elm bark or marshmallow root can be taken in powder form, shaken up with water or juice, or prepared as a tea to provide soothing and healing relief. Thanks for tuning in to my herbal tip of the week. Come see us at 103 Lake Street South in Kirkland, Washington, or online at urbanwellness.net. Get ready to feel more alive. 
Alive with a Deal brings you the truth behind things you experience every day, ways you can heal yourself, and choices that make you feel truly alive. A Deal is a true Renaissance man, a world-renowned yoga master, naturopathic doctor for 10 years, an attorney, and has degrees in physics, math, hypnotherapy, massage, operatic singing, plus he's an expert in green home building. Alive with a Deal discusses health for your body, from heartache to heartburn, your mind, from judgment to joy, your home, from cooking to color and your spirit so you can bring forth your talents hidden deep within. A deal bravely discusses things most people wouldn't touch. Delivered with compassion, integrity, and wit. Alive with a deal is about your own healing so that you feel more alive. Tune in each Monday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time on Transformation Talk Radio and Alternative Talk. Feel more alive. Alive with a deal. Welcome back, everyone. I had a little tongue tied okay? right there. Yeah. I had Eldon Taylor on. I got a little tongue tied right here. Everyone gets choked up when he's on. I got a little choked up right there. Did you hear me like right there with yeah. that? I you was okay? like, I, yeah, I'm okay. I'm cool now. I just couldn't get the words out. <laughs> Eldon Taylor joining us here today. I want to make sure if you want to find out more about, and it isn't just about this book. He has a complete body of work. Um, if you go to the website, eldontaylor.com, and it's Eldon with an O, E-L-D-O-N, Taylor.com. Not only are you going to find out about this, but you're going to find out about his radio show. You're going to find out about his CDs, everything on here. His blog is on here. His books are on here. Uh, just about everything that, including, you know, the first time I think I got to meet him was in the book Choices and Illusions, of course. Um, but he's joining us here today because we've got it hot off the press. Thank you, Hay House. Thank you. What if the challenge of self-realizations, self-realization? There are a lot of questions, uh, Eldon, and as I said this to you before during the break, I could probably talk to you for hours. Um, but there is one question, and, and the question has to do with what if. How does what if show us how to bring that conscious awareness to our thoughts and profound change in our everyday lives? How how does what if do that? I I think what it does, first of all, is demonstrate something I call falsophrenia. It shows each and every one of us how phrenic we can be about false self. And, And in that sense, we discover that up close and personal, we're holding multiple views that are dissonant, as I said earlier. All right. Then, if indeed that's what I'm doing, then what I do is I discover not only the what of it, but the source of it. I, I see within myself, not by somebody giving me a lecture, not by somebody saying, well, you know, are you aware that, well, let me give you an example. Most people aren't aware that their personal dissonance arises all the way to the top of of government. During the break, you and I were talking a little bit about uh, a hero we share, Peter yeah. Drucker. Yes. And, uh, you know, his his knowledge of management theory and practice, how it, it applied everywhere. It, it could actually apply to tribes in Afghanistan, not just to nonprofit organizations or governments or business, etc. Well, in a very real sense, we all have a management system about our own lives, and and that, as some have said, is the the micro. The macro is the system we live in. It can be our government. It can be our laws. 
So let me give you up close and personal. One of the things that I do in this book is give you 22 thought experiments. Now, a thought experiment, as I mentioned earlier, they're used by science all the time. Uh, These thought experiments are designed to show us up close how our belief goes all the way to our government and, and how it's important for us to understand not just what we believe, but how and why we acquired that belief, and therefore how we can take control of our beliefs, not be puppeted by somebody else in their soundbite, not be a victim of this false schizophrenia, but indeed um, be vigilant about finding our true authentic self. So here, here's the example, okay? Yeah. Imagine that you're a police officer and you're responding to uh, a, a domestic call. You arrive... Uh, there's a, a, an older woman that opens the door. She's in tears. She's trembling. She can't seem to speak. She's, she's sobbing so hard, and she points to an ottoman. You look at the ottoman. There on the ottoman is a, a newborn baby. Uh, you can see it's newborn. Uh, umbilical cord is still attached to its mother. The mother is sitting in a chair with her feet on the ottoman, and this baby is, is on the ottoman. You rush to this this child. Uh, what's going through your head is what's wrong. There's a plastic bag over its head. Its color is turning, blues and purple. You, you frantically work to get this plastic bag off its head. You can see it is suffocated. What are you feeling about right now? Now, this, this is a real live case that happened in December of 99 in Virginia where there are laws that are designed to protect midwives, etc. Most people at this point in time are going to look at this situation and they're going to be just terrified. But let's go a bit further. Let's understand that mother has decided she doesn't want this child. Mm-hmm. And because of the law, as long as it's still attached to the umbilical cord, she can suffocate it and there's nothing you can do about it. It is completely legal. The law says until this child is independent, until that umbilical cord is cut, okay, it's not alive. The mother doesn't want it. She seems undisturbed. You're the police officer. You know the law. What are you going to do? Now, what if what if you're the police officer and you and your wife have been really working hard to have a child? You've been going to fertility clinics. You've even been thinking about adopting, and here is this baby now laying on this ottoman according to this law. There are opinions about this issue. This issue is what we call pro-life uh, or, you know, pro-choice. Uh, we, we, we get pro on both of them because labels make the difference in how we understand issues. The issue should be about what is life not about all the other things that we think it is. We hear all these things about, well, it's it's about a a woman's right to her body. Of course she has a right to her body. In California, there is a statute, and it's not the only state, that if you kill a pregnant woman, that's a double homicide. doesn't matter how pregnant she is. She can be three weeks pregnant, and she just learned, and if you kill her, that's a double homicide. And we would all say it rightfully so. If this woman wants a late-term abortion, however, that's almost uh, 
easily done, and, and, and with rare exception, totally legal. What's a life then? We have these dissonant views. This is just one example of how we take a politic, and we yeah. look and say, look, uh, we'll make it illegal if, if John Jones kills this woman. He's guilty of a double homicide. But if the woman decides that she's going to kill the child, well, then that's not such a double homicide. That's, that's okay. Mm-hmm. And that makes absolutely no sense. And that's my only point. I'm not choosing what's right here, and I don't think I should in any of these experiments. But what we should become aware of is that we have this dissonant operation going on in our heads. And we'll get really argumentative and defensive and protective of our opinion and our view, blind to the dissonance. And that robs us of the issue. I don't believe that we're here in this world to experience it, call ourselves spiritual, and ignore it. It is, in my view, how we come to our decisions and our views about all of these things that are placed in front of us, our answers to the various stimulus that we see in our lives, stimuli, that for all intent and purposes is our way to grow spiritually. I don't think that we're here to ignore these things or to put them on like we put on our, our bike shafts. Mm-hmm. Uh, or our horse shaps right. and become a different person. Boy, that is really, thank you for uh, really, I know that was a tough question to ask you, but the example that you gave is really a, a beautiful way for all of us to really look at the call to action that re- that's a result of this, right? I mean, because if we are really here to become more awake and learn, that's not by taking a passive role in our lives. And I want to thank you for joining us here today and ask you one last question. What's your personal message, Eldon? What would you love to leave us with here today? My personal message is wake up. Mm. Wake up. Be aware. Be awake. Uh, You grow spiritually as you become aware and awake. I love it. Eldon Taylor, everyone. The book is, and you all are still trying to call in for the book. The book is What If, Eldon Taylor, The Challenge of Self-Realization. Uh, Eldon, thank you so much for joining us here today. Indeed, my pleasure. I love it always, Dr. Pat. Live into yourself as I know you will. You bet. Go Cougars! Yeah! All right, everybody. We're going to take a short break, and we'll be right back here with the Dr. Pacho. Mary Jane Mack is in the house. But before we go, make sure you check out Eldon's website. There's so much information here to help all of us take that next step for our lives. EldonTaylor.com. Don't forget to check out his radio show. We'll be right back with the Dr. Pat Show. search is over the dr pat show talk radio to thrive by is your connection to tens of thousands of people waiting to hear your empowering message waiting to choose your product or service dr pat's goal is to connect you with the people that want high quality products and services created with love for humanity and the earth products and services like yours be the business that joins the buzz the dr pat show buzz the buzz of talk radio to thrive by connect with people that value conscious living and mindful thinking living life full out have your business be identified with this powerful and inspiring show join the buzz be the buzz 
Let the Dr. Pat Show talk radio to thrive by. Be the conduit to those who would benefit most from your services. To sponsor the Dr. Pat Show, call Dr. Pat at 206-523-5522. That's 206-523-5522. Let our success be your success.